0: welcome 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 this is the distraction pieces podcast episode 460 and i'm joined this week by ritu Arya. and man it was a good conversation if you're not familiar with ritu they are smashing it at the moment in umbrella academy the new series is out now series three so i was excited to get on and chat we had a lovely chat but what was really exciting? I mean, all of it was really exciting. Don't, all all of it was exciting, guys. It's a really good chat. But right towards the end, Ritu gives me a few Instagram re- recommendations, and since then has DM'd some specific p- pages, and they're uh, they're a game changer, man. So I recommend. Uh, I recommend you all get excited for us to get towards that section, but it's it's a wonderful chat. Before we get into it, as ever, I'm brought to you by com. Head over there. You can get all sorts of merch, all sorts of goodness. We've got loads of summer goodness over there, loads of s- summer merch. Get involved. Uh, you can also support the podcast by going to patreon.com forward slash scrubiuspip, a lovely l- little community over there. And speaking of lovely communities, twitch.tv forward slash Pipio is where I'm doing all sorts of wondrous things on Twitch. If you're hearing this before Friday, join us for TPI Friday. I reckon I'll start this week at half six, seven-ish, but it's going to be a special one. The last three have been just mind-blowing evenings. So yeah, come along and join us for a bit of TPI Fridays. I'm doing all sorts of different things over on Twitch. There's some gaming, there's some chatting, there's some hanging out. There's some some TPI Friday. Hope to see you all there. Uh, uh, Let's get into the podcast, shall we? As said, I was delighted to get to chat to Ritu. They're absolutely blowing up at the moment. And because of that, incredibly busy. So I was really pleased to get an hour to natter and talk general chatter and nonsense. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you've you've been enjoying it. general there's been loads of wonderful episodes if you're here for the first time and you're an umbrella academy fan check previous episodes with robert sheehan and with mary j blige I had mary on for series one and it was a really good chat so check them out I had loads of other good people on there's a whole back catalog essentially i've a browse the back catalog or a good way to do it i don't mention this nearly enough is to go over to my instagram um, at Scroobius Pipio, and I've got little story highlights for each year. So, for example, you can just start on on 2022 and have a quick scroll through and see who we've had on, or for 2021, for, for 2020, and so on and so forth. I did it for the last, I think, since about 2019, maybe 2018. So I've not got all of them on there, but then you could just, as I said, search anyone that catches your eye in that or just that comes to mind i've had so many people on you know chances are if you search distraction pieces and any name (laughs) chances are come oh speaking of which i haven't mentioned this either we've been nominated for a british podcast award how blooming lovely thank you for everyone there who decided to nominate us specifically the section last year that we put out called where's your head at which was a special series all about how the pandemic has affected our mental health. I speak to all sorts of people from F- Florence Pugh, their compilation episodes. So in w- in one episode, for example, I might talk to Stephen Graham and then my mum and then uh, Connie Huck. And in another episode, I might talk to F- Florence Pugh, m- 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 my then 10-year-old goddaughter and jamali maddox you know it's a mad variation but it was really interesting to get a mix of people's kinds of lives a mix of people from famous to not famous from all sorts of different communities and see how these things have affected us so yeah if you missed them head back and check them out um just search distraction pieces where's your head at in your chosen podcast app this is already l- longer than I'd planned, and I've said, um, so many times. So, um, let's get on with episode 460 of the Distraction Pieces podcast, with Ritu Arya. This piece of fiction is the intro to Distraction This piece of fiction is the intro to Distraction Pieces. This piece of fiction is... The Right, I'm here today with Rituaria. How how are you? Hi,
1: I'm great. Thank you. It's such a pleasure to be speaking to you. I love
0: your podcast. Oh, thank you very much. I'm really excited to chat uh, uh, to you because obviously I want to talk about Umbrella Academy. I want to talk about Kin because there's some some crossover there of music and acting worlds. Um, I delve in both, and it's a it's it's an interesting comparison. But I'm um, yeah i i want to check in on how you are first how how are you within the world obviously it's been a mad few years it doesn't seem it to be has, getting any yeah. l- l- less mad but you've had loads of good moments in that with work stuff so yeah how are you How have you been in general
1: yeah well i'm all right things are good and you're right it's been it's been pretty busy and i feel very lucky about that considering you know how hard it's been over the last couple of years for everyone, you know? Yeah. Um, but I'm all right. Yeah, I'm good. I'm like in Guildford at the minute. I bought a home here where I grew up. So I'm just like chilling in my new home and like loving that.
0: I love it. That's exciting.
1: Yeah, it's really nice.
0: And I kind of, G- G- Guildford was kind of where I wanted to start with the conversation because I saw that on <laughs> on Where You're From I've spent a bit of time in Guildford. I love it. It's wonderful. It's not exactly like an acting mecca. It's not known for its it's <laughs> it's entertainment, right? And again, it's a similar thing. I live in the same town. I've now got a house in the same town I grew up in. Oh, and it's a, really? ta- it's a little town. It's a little a town in Essex called S- S- Stamfordly Hope. So um mm. it's a little out of the way town, but it always fascinates me how people find their way into the arts from areas that aren't necessarily – aren't, aren't you London or maybe your, your Manchester or Liverpool that, that are so music-driven and st- stuff like that. So what was your your yeah. route into, into this world?
1: I think you've got a great point. To be honest, I think sometimes there's less going on, so you end up like
0: – Boredom's a hell of a motivator, man. Being
1: bored, right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So I think I grew up here and I would see my cousins a lot at like the weekends and stuff, mm. and again, bored. So we would like end up like writing sketches and performing them to our parents who had to be really encouraging. <laughs> I think that's so lucky to have parents that are like, oh my God, you're just a superstar. You're so great, you know? And so that was like, oh, this is fun. But then I guess at school, I did like GCSE drama and then I went yeah. and did A-level drama. And then I went to drama school later on and that, you know, wasn't in Guildford. So Guildford didn't have so much acting. Yeah, I reckon boredom, basically.
0: Yeah. Um, and were your parents always supportive then? And Are they from Guildford?
1: Um, well, my parents came from uh, Punjab in India, uh, but they moved here when they got married, essentially. Well, yeah, my dad so- moved to the country when he was like 10, but my mum moved to the country yeah. when they got married. Actually, they started off in West Brom. Yeah then moved here. I don't think they knew much about Guildford. I think it was to do with like what's kind of nearby. And it was the job. I think my mum had a job here basically. Yeah. We were like one of the only like Indian families in Guildford at that time.
0: You know? Yeah. And and again, I think it's probably, <laughs> it's good that your dad was, was here so young because I've, I've got a lot of mates whose parents came over when they were a bit older and, coming to the uk as immigrants the 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 immigrant mentality is as i say like the pressures on to do a certain set list of jobs or tasks and the arts aren't normally part of that it's not normally you know we want to come here and make a better life for you and now you're going to be a musician or now you're going to be a fucking (laughs) actor are you serious but if as as your dad was here from a younger age i guess it's probably that's more this again my parents are from the uk and and I was lucky that they were supportive, but a lot of people in our kind of schools and that the, the arts were not pushed in any way, shape, or form. So, yeah,
1: I completely agree. Like, it was there, it's quite interesting because my parents definitely did push for like the academic stuff and the safety and security. You know, they yeah. have moved here, you know, for security for their kids. Yeah. And then it's like, great, well, I feel secure enough to then go in the arts. You know, it's a like pretty privileged <laughs> thing to yeah. be able to do. Yeah. I don't know with that influence I worked pretty hard at school with academic stuff and then I went to uni and I studied astrophysics kind wow. of in a deal with my parents that like if I do this degree will you help me with like drama school um yeah and I was like super interested in like astronomy and space and I had like an incredible time but I was also doing a lot of acting uh, in between, you know, in the summers, like going to Edinburgh Fringe and performing like comedy and directing and stuff like that. So yeah. it was hard to juggle. But my parents were super supportive.
0: Are you are you are you mad keen to get in like some kind of crazy sci-fi and and correct all the errors and point <laughs> out and say this is that's not quite right. That's actually not realistic at all. Let's, I know. I'm so, let's get I've, this in line.
1: You know what? I think I think I've outgrown being that asshole because it was like no I know this I know this better than you guys oh, I studied it and I'm a bit like I'm it's been long enough that I actually am like I don't know anything but um I'm still very passionate for sure so yeah
0: I love it I love it so so so, so what was so you did you did the deal <laughs> you, you went and as and and got your astrophysics qualifications and then did you go to tr- tr- drama school after that or were you going to drama school alongside what was the
1: yeah well I basically took a year to then apply for drama school where mm. I was working in Southampton um, doing door-to-door charity fundraising.
0: Mate how um, was that because all, <sighs> all joking aside that's good prep for acting because you're having to throw <laughs> yourself in and have to f- to fight for the yeah, yeah, yeah the point. attention yeah. and the moment and the
1: i was very good at it i was very good at it i think i won an award for best wow. charity fundraiser in the uk
0: <laughs> genuinely i think loads of jobs yeah. like that are so helpful because you have to throw away any ego immediately because there's going to be people just being rude or dismissive or whatever else and you can't <laughs> as yeah. you're at work you and you've knocked on their door. You can't then take that personally and be like, "Excuse yeah, me." So again, I think it is a real way of 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 removing yeah. ego and 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 getting comfortable in giving yourself over in that respect.
1: Oh, that's a really nice way to put it. I guess um, it was definitely like disheartening when that would happen. Yeah, you know what was very interesting is that I've got a lot more people sort of in the. I guess, how do I put it? the more sort of affluent areas mm-hmm. and, like, the new builds and the more expensive houses and stuff, it was harder to kind of get them to listen to the charities yeah. over the, I suppose, the, like, council listing. It was fascinating who would sort of give you the time of day to hear about, like... The charities and who would actually follow through. I mean, I don't know how I feel about the system in general because of how much money is going to the charity and how you know how it works. To be honest, but Completely, that yeah. was just an interesting learning experience in general.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a weird one. Uh, uh, just qu- quickly, because of the way your headphones are and the mics on there, where you're moving your arms a lot, it's 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 disrupting the. Oh, the
1: sound sorry. Slightly... I'll stop. I'll stop. It's,
0: it's not a problem. I don't want to be like. Sit up straight and be all serious. I'd rather you're nice and relaxed. No, I'd I'd rather you're nice and relaxed. You told me off. I promise I haven't. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that is a really interesting one because charity is a weird thing in our current uh, society. Number one, the government should be doing more so that we don't need charities. And number two, charities have got so big that, yeah, you do then have to be looking into how much is spent on property how much is spent on this and how much is spent on that and how much is going and how much is spent on wages. A friend of mine was kind of, of similar there, got did really good stuff for smaller ch- ch- charities, then got headhunted by a bigger charity, and they had to turn it down because the wage was too much, as weird mm, as that sounds. I, they were uh, like, I can't be paid that much from a charity. It felt bad for them. And it's, it's weird how that works.
1: It was kind of similar for me, to be honest, because I was making a lot on bonuses. Yeah. And they gave us smartphones. And and then I, I kind of, I, would, I could be late. You know, I wasn't like, I'd yeah. like lost my passion for it. And I thought, this isn't right. This is like wasting people's money. So, yeah, I kind of like quit that. But it felt like... Uh, well, you know, it wasn't like selling dishwashers. I know that a lot of people do, you know, random yeah. stuff, and it yeah, can yeah, feel yeah. really disheartening. So this this didn't feel quite like that, but it was still hard, still tricky.
0: So how was it w- w- when you did then kind of g- get your break in acting? Because going off your IMDb, like you were straight into good sh- shows. In like the Tunnel and Sherlock were both up there, and it's like they're both amazing shows to be to be thrust into. So yeah, how was that?
1: Oh, it was hard. It was yeah. so hard. Oh my gosh. So I went to drama school. I guess I really felt like I needed the confidence having no one in my family that had done it, no friends. I, I just had no way that I knew how to get in. And I just mm. kind of I Googled what a drama school was, what were good ones. And like the 10 drama schools that came up, I just applied to them. And I got into a few. And I think just the one that I thought was the best, from the open day was the one I went to Oxford school of drama. Yeah. And I had an incredible time. Like, Oh my God. I learned so much. I know it's not for everyone and there's so much stuff that I throw away from it, but mm-hmm. I really needed it. And I still use a lot of stuff that I, I learned from it actually.
0: I think that's the key in, in in the arts is going in there with an open mind of what you want to take in and what you want to leave there kind of thing because there's so much and there's because it's the arts that there isn't it's not like a maths or, or whatever where there is a right and a wrong there's 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 variations but yeah i think to yeah. dismiss that is equally wrong to go i oh, know it's all you know it's, totally, it's good to yeah. go in and go all oh, right i love that bit even from one theory going and going i like that part of this approach but that part
1: makes Definitely. me feel like
0: a tit so i'm not going to go with that whereas i like this part
1: Definitely. I mean, I re- like, there were so many like lessons I learned just for acting and for life, but yeah. you know, it was tricky. If you were late for a lesson, they would like say, you no, know, you can't come in. I remember I was acting as <laughs> Cleopatra one time and the principal actually said to me, if you saw that back, you would be absolutely embarrassed of yourself. <laughs> yeah, And I was like, <laughs> um, and you know, it just made me kind of want to prove him wrong, you know. It yeah. just kind of made me want to work harder. But to myself in another day, that might have been really detrimental. So the language and the scene work and the stuff I learned about myself was golden, even if I didn't go into acting. I thought they were incredible. And then I mean, one of the best things I even learned was they asked us to do this monologue on this, I can't remember what theatre it was. So we had to like learn a monologue. We chose it and then we turn up, do it. And it was like our first sort of stage experience. And I was with my friend. And I was like, you know what? Why don't we just like, I think I just dared him. I was like, I dare you to, <laughs> it was my, it was Richard Gadd. I was really good friends with him. He was in the same class. Right. I think I dared him to make something up instead of do the monologue, which sounds like nothing. But at the time it was like, oh my God, I'd have to follow all the rules. And, um, he made something up and then I think he dared me back and I made something up and the, teacher i don't know what the monologue was about. i think i talked about like just some ex-boyfriend some scenario some bullshit but the teacher was like for the whole year went on and on about mine and gad's like monologue that we had done because she thought it was so brilliant and moving and that was a huge learning experience for us because it was like oh that's what it's about it's like
0: bringing truth it's so weird It's, it's, it's so weird because i can I can relate in an odd way. the 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 one class at school that I got an A in was was geography, and the reason f- for that was on on the exam we had to give these case study examples, and so on and so forth. And you're meant to have, have learnt these specific ones, and then you pick one and put it in there. And I hadn't learnt them, but I'd been away somewhere recently, so I made one up that wasn't on the curriculum. That was just all based on a place I'd been to. <laughs> And it, because my l- logic there was a, a similar to standing out in that play type s- situation, if half the class are doing the same monologue or similar or it's comparable, then they're all going to be compared, and they're all even if it's subconsciously, it's going to be compared. Yeah. Whereas if you're just going in with something original, so I used all accurate ge- ge- geography shit. I used longshore drift and all this kind of, thing, but I just went off the kind of. <laughs> a curriculum and that was the best mark I got because again you're mad you're, you're not just doing the the same as everyone else that's comparable and then when it's an acting thing that's even bigger because as you say it's truth you're finding the absolute truth in it yeah, and serving yeah, yeah. that up on a meal that is all people trying to prove themselves and, and deliver the big the monologue they've maybe overlearned or underlearned or whatever it may be
1: Yeah, it's all just a learning experience, just on our own journey, you know, but that was quite a big one for me. Yeah. Which I didn't realise it would
0: be, but it was just a joke. Yeah, I love that, a joke that paid off. Well, I'm going to jump about your career completely, but I want to jump into Umbrella Academy now, because it's what a lot of people will be tuning in for. How was it to be part of that? Because... As a fan of, of 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 comic books and stuff, I know there was a lot of pressure around the series as it launched because there always is from comic book fans. But then it it delivered massively, and they are all on board. And then when you join in 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 the second series, you've got a new pressure of of joining this established family, this group of this group that's already mm. there. How was mm. that to to jump in and be part of a a huge a huge show?
1: Oh my god, it was. Incredible. It was so amazing. Like, everyone just opened their arms out. They were so welcoming. So I never felt intimidated. And although my character was a bit of a loner, I just used it, you know, in yeah. my power. It was interesting because I think when the audition came up, I hadn't heard much about the show. And so I watched it and um, just loved it. Yeah. And I so I worked very hard on the tape and sent it in. And at that time, I thought it was just one episode. I thought maybe a couple scenes in that mm-hmm. episode, but I just laughed this character. And they said, yeah, they really love it. You know, they'd like you to have a meeting with um, Steve, the showrunner. And so we had this meeting on Zoom and he was sort of speaking as if like, I got the part. He was like, you know, you're going to love it here. I really hope that you take the role, blah, blah, blah. And by the way, she's in all the episodes. She's a superhero she's and all this stuff and i i was just kind of speechless because i was already so passionate about yeah. this character you yeah. know finding out that oh she's this is like kind of life changing i'm gonna have yeah. to move i'm gonna be there for a long time and it was really ex- a really
0: exciting time yeah i could imagine that and uh, well i ha- just speaking of self-tapes there how are you with self tapes? Are you a fan of them? A lot of people don't. I'm. I'm. I'm a fan. I. I, I love just I'm exactly as you say playing I'm a about huge, with characters. I I'm like a to huge go. Huge
1: fan. Yeah. I am so bad at auditioning in the room.
0: Like. Or I mean, in this, we're 20 minutes into the conversation, and, and you've mentioned two different jobs or situations in life where you had a problem with being late a lot. So, so at-home at self-tapes are probably a great thing for you right?
1: <laughs> i'm on like indian flexible time you know what i'm not late i am not late for good things to that i hear i've never once been late on sex love it um but my friends they do get annoyed at me um yeah <laughs> i what? can so sense, the, sense that
0: already <laughs> was i late for this i wasn't late. no you were no, no you, you were you, no, no, yeah. no, you were early for this no 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 you were early for this it's just you mentioned that um in the charity job you know you could be late a bit and then at, <laughs> at, at, at drama school you were mm. like there was a bit of lateness and stuff like that it's like, okay this is a this <laughs> oh, is a theme shit. this is a theme oh, the theme that's coming through but yeah <laughs> you, uh, you enjoy self-tapes right and enjoy the, the the process of it i
1: really i i really enjoy them actually i think I've I find there's so, there's so much pressure when it comes to auditioning in the room. I mean, I've I've got so much better at it, but it took me years, mm. literally years, to be confident enough yeah. to do my work. Because you know, it's all there, you know what to do, but it's another thing to be able to to do it under that pressure or to refocus yourself, right? So I just think with a self take the pressure's off a bit more.
0: I like that, and 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 again, I think exactly just you say the the pressure's kind of off because you've got so much freedom you can just play about with it and find it and and yeah yeah, and get it how you want it to be I guess
1: yeah and then you know uh, uh, on the other side on the flip on a flippity flip is that when you are in the room you get to like hang out with the director and all the casting director and actually figure out what they want a bit more yeah. So you probably, have, you probably have a much better chance of, like, you know, getting the role if you're able to, like, push those, the pressure out of the way yeah. and the weird scenario. And, you know, most of the time they're doing their best to make sure that you're not nervous, aren't they? Everyone's rooting for you. yeah um, But I've got, I've got better at it, but it took me a long time. It took me a long time to figure it out because I got my agent when I was at drama school and they sent me up for sort of everything and everything. Which was cool, but I was auditioning a lot, and I wasn't getting stuff, and I think I just didn't know yet how to how to do it,
0: yeah, and that's a mad one um after I'd done the the first ever acting gig I got, I worked with nil Neil Maskell and he gave me a little book which is the golden Rules of acting and it's it's basically all stuff outside of the actual process and and one of the things in like there's a section in there on casting directors, and one of the most important bits in that was it says that the average is you get like something like you might land maybe t- 10% of the stuff you go up for is the average in the industry or 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 or, or something along those lines and that was really good to read because yeah. the first few things i went up for i got st- 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 straight away and i thought oh this is how the industry is this is great and then yeah. you start not getting things and not getting things and not getting things yeah. and as i said if no one's told you that that's part of the the process and the journey, then that can be crippling.
1: Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. I think I might have auditioned 50 times before I got something. Yeah. And even when I did the tunnel, it was just, you know, this tiny little part I auditioned for something else. And I think they kind of just appreciated the effort that I maybe put in. Yeah. And they said, well, what about this other little part? She had like one line. I don't even know. know. Maybe I was auditioning for both, but either way, yeah, definitely started off these sort of smaller roles, and it it took
0: a lot. So how was it to get this role that you thought was a couple of scenes and then it turns out it's a key character, and then you were filming in Canada, right? Was it Vancouver or Toronto? Toronto. Toronto. So then flying out there and joining this amazing established cast with Elliot Page, Tom Hooper, previous guests, Robert Sheehan, Mary J. Blige was, you know, in that first season and everything as well. And yeah, an amazing team of people.
1: It was incredible. Um, So I didn't, I guess, have as much stuff to act with them in that season compared to the one that's coming up, which has been, was an incredible experience to get to hang out with them. But that first time, again, they were just so welcoming, so lovely.
0: It feels like a proper family of of people. Everything I've seen from on set or heard from on set, it doesn't, It feels weirdly unintimidating, if you know what I mean, considering how huge it is and how big a production is or whatever. It doesn't feel that scary from the outside, which is odd.
1: I know. And I think that is to do with just the kind of love and sensitivity and lightness that they create on set. So, yeah, for the people that they they choose to be on that set, the crew and all the cast, just very generous like kind-hearted people, Mm.
0: you know? I love it. So it it was this upcoming season, as this comes out, it would have just dropped on Netflix. So this was kind of a different ballgame though, right? So you had kind of the soft introduction in last season where you would have had a lot of scenes not with everyone and kind of in and out, but this was more, right, I'm properly part of this now
1: yeah without going into too much spoilers but i i there is a lot more that I get to do with the whole cast Great. and i loved I loved that because it, it just feels like you're going to school with your best friends, yeah you know, so we'd just be playing games in between like before takes and it's just, you know, what's great. It's just that if one person's like doing their own thing, like reading or something, you've got another one, another person that wants to like hang out or play with. You've got more playmates. Yeah. So I'm always like trying to like play games and like have chats and stuff. People are probably just like, can you just like let me get on with my work, Ritu? Yeah. And I'm like, hey, okay, tell me all the vegetables you know. Like, <laughs> you know. Like, so, so thrilled to be there every time. I'm like absolutely in awe and so happy being on set.
0: I love it. And 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 how do you find filming away in general? Because as said, obviously there's been a development and we'll go over other things in your career. Going go from those smaller roles that are probably, you know, you might have to have a day in a hotel room or you might be there and home in your own bed in the same night to going and filming for, I'd assume it was several months in another country, you know, away from everything. How do you find that?
1: Well, I think it's different every time. It's yeah. just like what's going on in your life at that time. Mm-hmm. So that first time I was super excited. And and the second time, to be honest, I I've actually had the most incredible time. I love Toronto, but it can be hard in terms of missing your family and your pals, you know, and you can lose yourself a bit. You can get stuck swept up in that bubble and like things that might not be big in real life feel like they're bigger because you haven't got like the perspective of all the people that you're used to seeing so that can be tricky but then on the other side you end up making family and new friends um Mm -hmm. that become your family because you have to and because you don't have anyone else that you would go home to you know actually you're like you know what you, you make the energy you take the time to do that I love it, but it's hard. And it was especially hard this time, you know, with lockdown and not being able to fly back. It was a long time not seeing, you know, people you love back home. That was so tough, very tough.
0: I did did a a show in Vancouver during lockdown and it ended up being seven months out there. And it was that kind of early part of all the lockdowns. And you're really like, oh, they might open the airports at some point oh, you might be able to to go home for Christmas or whatever, but none of that ever happened. And it's both one of the best and most harrowing experiences I've had because mm. artistically it was amazing. It was this amazing show. It was an amazing thing to be part of. But kind of as you say, everything has that, I always think of it as the, as the big brother effect, whereas like – you watch the tv sh- show big Br- 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 brother and they're arguing over the most stupid nonsense but it's because <laughs> everything else is cut off so these small things mean the world and i'd have that yeah. regularly i'd be like i'd have a day ruined by the stupidest of things and you look back now and go what are you doing but you, that's, know, all, that's exactly all your world the is feeling. the world is so micro you know in that situation I completely
1: right? yeah it, that can be really tough it's like just have been you know, your head screwed on. You know, yeah. I think I started the show this season with the, how the scheduling worked. It was like seven weeks in quarantine wow. or before I was on set in yeah. another country with nothing yeah. open. Yeah. So I had to get next level into my my training and my meditation and, you know, keeping busy.
0: I was going to say, how crazy did you go? Because I had similar, I, had, I think it ended up being five weeks and then I was on set for a while and then and then i had another five week run in in the middle which wasn't expected and it was the one that wasn't expected that hit me that i was like Mm. i think i'm losing it a little bit i think i'm i'm turning into the crazy guy in an airbnb yeah
1: me too (laughs) me too (laughs) i don't know if i thought i was crazy until i rang my family and i was like laughing like hysterically like what a great time i'm having yeah. And they were like, "You're laughing a bit too much, Ritu. Are you okay?" <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, oh, well, maybe." maybe. This but is the I felt first like
0: interaction. I'm having. <laughs> yeah, I'm just really happy to be speaking to you.
1: So yeah, I I went a little bit mad, but I'm quite I'm quite good at my own company. I will yes. admit, I do enjoy my own company. I've got uh-huh. many hobbies and they are solo activities you know I think that helps and I'm also very good at scheduling like I'm a bit stringent on an organization
0: but I was gonna say but that's that was where I realized I was losing it a little bit was I'd get I'd finally get oh here's 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 your day on set or your couple of days on set and I'd be like but but that's the day I do my kettlebell workout and my and, and, and these other because all I've had to do is fill these days I've scheduled it all out and it, I have yeah. I have my big takeaway on that day because I'm doing a workout here and I'm doing this and that and I had to pull myself aside regularly go no it's good you're, you're on set it doesn't matter that it's messing up the fictional schedule you've made up in your head that has been really important
1: yeah it, and that's it remembering it's a fictional schedule <laughs> yeah. I know
0: completely right it's a mad one well um i kind of want to rewind back because there's a few other things i want to oh, talk rewind. about and, and, and we'll come back to umbrella academy because there's more there's more i want to uh, talk about there but i want to talk a little bit about doctors because you were on that for a long time for for four years or so right four months yeah i
1: wasn't on that for i was like three months i think i was Oh, in really it. Yeah. But you know why you might think that is because different- I did, I did one, I think it was my, like one of my first ever jobs that I did a day, a daily right, like, right, 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 right. So, And so, then years yeah, later I did something back. for a longer sin as a different character. Oh, that's, I, I see.
0: Yeah, you, <laughs> yeah, that's where IMDB has misled you there. But yeah, it, it's, it's always one that I'm always intrigued to see always on British actors. There's a, Either doctors or Holby or your East Enders and things, th- things like that, and I think they're amazing because they really are almost an apprenticeship, like an amazing, uh, an amazing yeah. way to, to learn your craft and learn oh, your God, skills. Because yeah. it's it's really, and again, I've known people who were r- runners on shows like that and are directors now because it is so it's constant. It's these yeah. regular shows, but. I don't know. It seems like a really good place to learn and, and hone hone your craft. Or was that something you found?
1: Hundred percent. I learned so much. I had a really fun time. I loved that cast, and um, they have so much to do in yeah in one day, and you don't get much of a chance. It's like one shot or two shots. So you've yeah. got to come in prepared, and all these different directors and. Um, so it was like a bit of a crash course and I wanted, I really felt like I wanted that. I didn't feel confident yet with yeah. being on camera. And so when it came around, I was like, you know what? This could be a really great, yeah, school for me.
0: Yeah. It feels like it's so, as you say, cr- a crash course and such a quick turnover, but everyone I talked to who's done it, weirdly, it, it doesn't seem to feel like there's as much pressure as you might expect. like you'd think on these insane turnovers that this is going to be a stressful job but because they're all i don't know everyone knows knows what they're doing right so it's kind of you just okay here's how it works let's jump on the train yeah
1: i think it's it's probably like just the energy that people are bringing right i never felt stressed it's just just a laugh really
0: now so the 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 reason i let imd be misleading there because it was it said that the Doctors is one of the things you're most known for. But I was like, no, I know you for Umbrella Academy and Last Christmas. I fucking loved Last Christmas. I had Paul oh, Fague nice. on the podcast. Um, <gasps> Did I, you?
1: Okay, I had to, I need to listen to that
0: one. I, I ended up watching it because he was coming on the podcast. I had to watch it in like October. So I went in like, fuck this film. I'm not up for watching a Christmas <laughs> film. In October, and I found it relentlessly enjoyable and just absolutely adored it. I was meant to have Amelia on to talk about it all as well, but it didn't happen. But yeah, Mm. kind of how was that (laughs) to be part of, and how was it to make a Christmas film in not Christmas to (laughs) to to experience Christmas not at Christmas as such?
1: Yeah, that's really bizarre. Yeah, that was very bizarre. Again, incredible team of people had wonderful time. Paul was so lovely on set very easy and playful and generous and oh my god he really helped you do good work
0: he seems to just enjoy it man and again I that's a weird thing to man. have to look for in in this lovely industry human. but he seems like someone who's just like less enjoy let's make the most of this and have a yeah yeah a lovely time because it can
1: it can be intimidating when you're coming in and not you know You're not in from the start or whatever, but it it can really help when the people you're working with just are so warm. And Emma Thompson was so warm as well. Yeah. I loved working with her. She helped me so much as well. There was the scene that I had, and and I had to do a lot of business, you know, like with cutlery and kitchen stuff. And she was like, okay, Ritu, come with me. And she managed to get like some props and create the kitchen in like another little area whilst they set up the cameras. And she was like, let, um, I'm going to run the scene with you so you can just get this in your body as much as we have time for. Um, and I was like, just, yeah. So just me and her and I'm just getting like this little workshop on acting from the queen herself. I was like, this is insane. But she was so easy and chill, and there's just, there wasn't many, there's no ego. It's just this beautiful woman, uh, incredible artist, just there making some really cool work. You know,
0: I mean, speaking of incredible, I'm I'm, I'm conscious of time, and I'm conscious of your battery potentially running out. So, <laughs> speaking <laughs> of amazing artists making incredible work, I need to talk a bit about feel good and May Martin. I think May is absolutely amazing. I had Mae on just before Feel Good came out. So I'd been sent it all as a preview and just devoured it and it blew me away. And mm-hmm. I love that it got a warm reception, but then it hit Netflix and it seemed to go to another mm-hmm. dimension. So how was that to be part of? Because cause what an important show, In you know, in my opinion.
1: I know. I'm, I'm so happy for them. They're like such a good friend of mine now but from that experience, you know. Yeah. It was just a a lovely experience. I don't really know how else to explain it other than just feeling super inclusive, super important. I felt really blessed to get that role and felt, yeah, super supported and on set. And we just became such good friends and we're still friends now, you know?
0: I love it. Speaking to May about it, it felt like because it was their first kind of, show and their first thing that they were really doing. It felt like that vibe of we're all in this together would would very much come across on set and it would be again, as I was saying with Umbrella Academy, it would feel like a team a team project. It's not May's show. It's yeah. it's it's all of us. And yeah. Yeah.
1: It definitely felt like that. I think that's just, you know, May. Yeah. It's just a really incredible soul and full of like love and obviously humor but it just it was a wonderful atmosphere on set from everyone actually involved yeah it was it was so much fun
0: i love it I, I love it well there's more i want to talk about but i i want to make sure we get around to talking about music a bit cuz how are you finding kind of balancing Kin <laughs> and being you know a, a a drummer and 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 general band person with having a massive acting career at the same time, like what's the Well, I feel super
1: lucky, super lucky that Grace and Adam, the other two members of the band Mm -hmm. are really supportive pals. And whenever they, they make it very easy, I think, because Adam is an actor and Grace is kind of, you know, she's in the industry too. She's an experimental theatre maker and model.
0: Um,
1: So they just get it. And if I can't make a gig, they have a friend that comes in and can drum instead. I think earlier I, I wasn't acting so much, you know, I had a lot of free time. And so it was a life raft actually to be yeah. able to be creative and do something that I enjoy so much. And, you know, over the years, things have got more busy and uh, that's okay. Like they're, they're super awesome about it. You know, sometimes it feels like it comes hand in hand. It gives me perspective. Yeah. It's like, something really humbling, you know, just about like making music Mm -hmm. from scratch in a little dingy room and having to carry all your gear. And that might be, you know, just because it's sort of early days. I don't know. Who knows? But I really enjoy it. Uh, I love making music with them. I just like love being in a room with them. They're just my pals. You know, we had a really great like habit um, of instead of a Friday night going for drinks or whatever, we just go into a rehearsal room. Love it. That's all we want to be doing is like creating and hanging out, you
0: know. Yeah. Have you got desires to cross those two worlds over in any opportunities? And it it, it only comes to mind because of the Lady Parts short that you were involved (laughs) in, and then the amazing success of We Are Lady Parts. And then I think your next project is with Nida Manzor, right? Who did We Are Lady Parts. Tell me a little bit about all of that kind of thing.
1: Um, I am such a fan of Nida Menzor. I think yes. she's a genius, and I adore her. so lady parts it was like this crazy experience because I was so thrilled to be doing that pilot um, and then it just didn't you know just didn't work out to to carry on. and I loved filming with her, so I was dying to work with her again. So the fact that it's like her debut film. And I got the part, I was like, dream come true. And yeah. filming with her again was just a beautiful experience. Everyone felt like family. And because it's about this uh, schoolgirl who's wanting to be a stuntwoman and she wants to save her sister from um, getting married. And I played a sister and it's like this love story between the sisters. Yeah. And it just was this really, like... Cool film. It, it's gonna be this really cool film. It's like its own style. And I feel really excited about it. So we'll see. But yeah, Nita was amazing to work with. I'll work with her at the jump of a hat anytime.
0: I love it. Absolutely l- legend. I'm excited for, for, for that one. Um uh, we've spoken about again how welcoming it was joining the team at Umbrella Academy, how welcoming people like Emma Thompson and May were. How did it feel booking a gig with The Rock, Gal Gadot, <laughs> and Ryan Reynolds? Like <laughs> doesn't she don't get bigger names than that? That must be a mad one to be looking at the call sheet or whatever, or or even just just looking at who's who's attached and going, "All right, here's here's the team."
1: Mad, yeah, it was a mad experience. You know what? Even the audition process was mad because. I did my self-tape while I was doing Umbrella, yeah. the season two. Mm-hmm. And kind of, you know, as you do, forget about it. And then I think a month later, I got a call saying they they love you for it. And the recall, meet with the director, meet with the producer, blah, blah, blah. And um, so I did, and they were lovely. And they wanted me to do another recall. And at that time, I was in, we'd wrapped. So it t- it taken a little while. Right. And I'd wrapped Umbrella, and I'd gone on holiday to Rome. and. They wanted me to at the uh, first. What are you doing, recall. taking
0: holidays as an actor? That, that's not that's not an option in this industry.
1: I know. But can you can you come back please? Because um, we're still doing auditions in the room, and they want you to to do another recall. And I was like, oh, I just don't know because I don't know what I can do different. Yeah. And I'm on holiday, yeah. and then, and they were like, Wait, hold on, you're in Rome. I was like, Yeah. They're Like, oh shit, the director's in Rome. And I was like, no, oh, my God, amazing. So then they texted me where to meet that evening, and he was in the exact same hotel as me.
0: Oh, wow.
1: How mad is that? I know. It was crazy. And so I thought, okay, well, I think I'm supposed to be doing this. Yeah. And when you get a sign like that, you kind of have another level of confidence, you know?
0: Yeah. Did yeah. it cross your mind at all that you had to really explain to him you weren't there stalking him or trying to f- force him to oh, give you the role? Oh, yeah, it, it was like the this first is pure thing co-incidence. I said, and I
1: think I must have said it a few times. I was like, I am promise by the way. you, I do not. This wasn't planned, please believe me. Um, but he's super cool. Rawson was like yeah. very, very um, lovely to work with, so fun. And then, yeah, it was just mad. Um I was starstruck, as you can imagine, and the whole time, you know, it's just a lot of working on myself on how in, how do I be normal, especially in a, the lockdown bubble as yeah. well. But you know, they were just really, really down to earth, lovely people. It didn't feel hard on set with them at all. I think it's like the way other people are, because maybe that 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 make you feel intimidated. This person's about to come on set, because when you meet them, it is so lovely yeah yeah so i had
0: a wonderful time working then. i love it i love it well mm. to kind of wrap things up i want to just know what's ahead obviously we've spoken about a polite society coming I mean, up is there anything else that you can talk about is there anything else you can't talk about and even on the umbrella academy front again it's hard to talk about these things because of spoilers and because of everything else but it sounds like an exciting one right so yeah what does the future hold i guess and what are you excited for
1: I am excited for a lot for Umbrella to come out in June twenty second. Um, I also just wrapped a small part in Barbie with um, Greta Gerwig directing.
0: Amazing.
1: Yeah, and that was, How was that so sick? Because Greta Gerwig oh my God.
0: directing a Barbie movie, it's 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 Margot Robbie, right? In yeah, in, in, again, yeah. that seems like a fucking amazing combination of. of it's things. gonna yeah,
1: they are such a dream dream team i had yeah. a wonderful time um it was you know it's a small it's a small little part but i i said to greta when i met her like if you asked me to come and open a door i'd like be there i so yeah. badly wanted to work with her <laughs> yeah. and Margot yeah and it was something that started off as you know i think just a couple lines and then they brought me in a couple of times for some other scenes and again yeah, it's okay. still small but it made me think my intuition's right you know if it's a director you want to work with i think just jump at the chance
0: yeah. It means the world, right? When you get that kind of that little bit of extra faith put in you off the back, like you go in going, right, well, this will be a day is what it is. I'm, I'm pleased to be here. And then you get another mm-hmm. day and then you maybe get another day and it's stuff fun, like that. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah.
1: If you, if you love who you're working with, my God, it feels like yeah.
0: uh, such a
1: lovely little gift that you get to come in and play yeah. again. For yeah.
0: sure. I thought <laughs> I mean, that was it. Oh, I'm back again. This is great. Yeah.
1: yeah. That's all it is. It's just so much fun. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited for that, and I'm super excited for people to see this season of Umbrella. Yeah. I'm so excited. Um, yeah, it's like, it's different from last season. It's better. It's even better, I reckon. Yeah. And I, I really wonder how well, people are going to find it. I don't know what I can say about it, though.
0: Uh, what's your relationship with, with social media? Because it can be a weird place for again for shows that have such cult followings and stuff like that. I mean, for anyone, it can be a weird place. Mm-hmm. Add that you're a woman, which means it's going to be even weirder and even fucking harsher <laughs> a, a, a place. <laughs> and it's kind of yeah. how do you find it as part of your day to day or, or yeah. your work? You
1: have to have boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it can be really addictive, just in general, even if you're not an actor with a yeah. show that people, you know, are into. So I'm pretty good in that respect of not, you know, scrolling. Yeah. Um, but I think I've been kind of lucky so far. Everyone's been really um, like supportive and, and kind to me. I know that that's, that's you should take it with a pinch of salt because then when, if you take that into your heart, then if people aren't being so nice, then you take that into your heart. So, you know, I try not to... Um, think too much about it but I do really appreciate it when people say nice things yeah. and um I think I could be I could be better at it but yeah it's like the boundaries I think of not going on it too much but I'll probably post more stuff as the show comes out you know as I feel like more people are
0: yeah the the boundaries sound absolutely key
1: yeah yeah for sure it can be like this hole that you just end up going down and you're like oh my god it's I should be asleep right now and I'm looking at these cat memes and I've been doing that for half an hour. You know, your time just goes away. And it's the nature of it. Yeah. I did a thing though, of like adding quite a lot of um, funny, like pe- funny pages and, and animal stuff and like yeah. quite light things so that if I am scrolling, it's not, and it, it's kind of just stuff that makes me kind of laugh a bit, you know? So that was quite a good one.
0: From when I was filming in Vancouver, it was over a year ago now. I still followed the Instagram hashtag dogs of Vancouver.
1: And it's purely for that
0: reason because it means my, my, my timeline will regularly be yeah. littered with just some yeah. lovely, f- friendly dogs doing nice that. stuff.
1: I love that. I mean, a, a big thing I'm addicted to is like <laughs> the cut in soap videos. Right. I'm mad, mad into the cutting soap. Yeah. Mad into – have you seen any of these videos where people are eating ice?
0: No, I don't think I have, but I know I'm okay. getting it now.
1: It will delight you. Yeah. It's absolutely mesmerizing and so bizarre.
0: Okay. Yeah, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued.
1: i I spent <laughs> <laughs> I spent a lot of time watching people eat ice and cut soap. So that's why I'm like, boundaries are needed.
0: I love it. <laughs> no, these story. are the perfect boundaries for social media. Everyone falling apart. <laughs> you need to be focusing more on soap cutting and ice eating. <laughs>
1: Also, crunchy slime. I'm so into watching the crunchy slime.
0: Oh, Amazing the the the, <laughs> the the whole slime industry is huge on YouTube and whatever else, isn't it? It's a whole it's a whole thing. But
1: it's addictive. But
0: I love it's this. the whole
1: ASMR stuff. I'm like, ah,
0: oh, love matching. it. If anyone takes anything away from this podcast, crunchy slime, <laughs> soap cutting, <laughs> ice eating, bring it into your lives. I love that. <gasps> How could you l- let the world get on top of you when you've, you've got these things? It's perfect. Well, I appreciate you taking the time. It's been an absolute pleasure to chat. And I'm, I'm oh excited gosh, for everything that's pleasure. ahead. Oh,
1: no, it's been so lovely speaking to you. What a pleasure.
0: Thank you. i so honoured
1: you asked
0: me to come and speak. Thank you. I've, I've delighted in every moment of it. And I'm genuinely going to be looking up those three things on Instagram now. So it's going to improve my life.
1: It's addictive, though. Be careful. You've been listening to Scroobius Pip's Distraction
0: Pieces. There you go. I hope you enjoyed that and I hope you're going to be snooping about on Instagram for some of them recommendations. And I hope you're enjoying Series 3, if you haven't already binged the whole lot, that is, of Umbrella Academy. Amazing show, amazing cast. As said, if you're an Umbrella Academy fan, go back and check out the Robert Sheehan episode, the uh, the Mary J. Blige episode, and anyone else who takes your fancy in the back catalogue. I'll be back next week. I'm going to have two episodes next week, I think. I've got David Earl coming back on. And my dear friend, Twitch Pow, TV Pow, comedy pal, David Earl. And then later in the week, I'm going to have Jim Archer on, who directed David Earl's new film and directed Big Boys, which a lot of you are going crazy over because I had Jack Rook and John Pointing on a couple of weeks back. That's not the reason people are going crazy over it. It's an amazing show. But a lot of you are coming to me about it because I had those guys on and it, it pointed you in the direction and Jim Archer also worked on uh, young offenders, uh, which I've previously had the the young offenders lads on. So yeah, hell of a load of episodes to come. So I'll see you next week for more wonderful chat. And still, and still, then until then, stay sane and stay safe. Titter.